Welcome back to Baytown Engage. We have another special episode with Sabrina with me again today. Hey, everybody. Hi. We have planning and development. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Everyone All day. For a second. Right. I was like, are we? That is the name. <laughs> All day. We have Martin Scribner, the director. Howdy. I said it right. I'm proud of myself. Look at you. Perfect. Frankie Linder. Yes. The principal planning manager. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at me. Two for two. two, for two. Welcome to the Baytown Engage podcast. Martin, this is your second time on the podcast, right? It is. Perfect. Frankie, your first? It is, I'm yes. I'm excited. That's why Erlene keeps threatening me, even I, before we start. Is there evidence of that, though? There will be now. Oh, <laughs> we can edit all that out. Uh, <laughs> Frankie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to Baytown? Okay, so I've been in Baytown for about a year and a half now. Before this, I was down in Brownsville, where I worked for the city of Brownsville. I was there for a few years, but I'm mostly from Mississippi. I'm sticking to Texas, though. So Nice. Sweet. <laughs> Martin. So I've been here almost five months now, and uh, my previous position was in uh, a city in Arizona. Arizona. So I was there for a few years and spent the rest of my career in the Midwest, uh, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio, that area. So, Well, welcome to Baytown. Welcome, welcome. So you are here to discuss the comprehensive plan. So please <laughs> tell me what it is exactly. What a well-timed conversation. <laughs> um, so the comprehensive plan is basically a 20-year plan. It's going to serve as a guiding document for the city, for our growth and development. One way you can think of it is like an umbrella. And underneath this umbrella, you have all of the other city plans. So you have the Parks Master Plan or Small Corridor Plans, the Bayway Corridor Drive Study and the Market Street Corridor Plan. And as long as everything is lined up in this framework under this umbrella of the comprehensive plan, the city stays on track. We stay in focus and we stay dry from the rain. So that's basically what the comprehensive plan is. Just a long-range guiding document. Nice. I feel more informed. So what does it focus on? (laughs) So it's comprehensive, so it covers a lot. Uh Don't laugh. I'm sorry. It was <laughs> like when you read in the dictionary and the word that you're using to describe the word is, is the same. And you're like, how? Some that's why I'm coming to find. self-explanatory. Okay. That's true. Well, that's what true. can we find inside of a comprehensive plan? I know you mentioned a couple of other plans, but any big topics? Right. So we're going to have it broken down into a couple main topics. And it varies from city to city. But the ones we're looking at are going to be like growth and development, land use, mobility and transportation. And then also things like sustainability and vulnerability, revitalization, neighborhoods, and sense of community and sense of place. I think anything that has to do with the growth of the community and the development of land and those types of things. So as policy decisions are made, our elected officials can look at the comprehensive plan to help guide them in making those decisions. Especially land use is the biggest one. Land use is the one that everybody pulls the comp plan out for because you're required to. But there's lots of other things that can go in there again transportation is another really big one but you can even put in uh, health can be something Mm -hmm. when we're talking about development how focused are we on the design of a new subdivision where it comes to promoting healthy lifestyles things like that it can really be a a lot of things and and I think I've been a planner for over 20 years and I've seen it really kind of evolve just over that time period so you know that's a good point I was looking through some of my (coughs) old files today and I found the oldest comprehensive plan for Baytown that I could find and that was from 1992 and just looking through it it was 
it was very different than the comprehensive plans today, and it's interesting seeing that evolution. Are all the plans 20 years, or that's a set, or has it grown over the years to be longer? So it can be different times. Um, for example, this this isn't our first comprehensive plan, right? So we, we have one right now that was adopted back in 2007, and it was updated in about 2012, 2013, and that one went to 2025. So what you look for is whatever time period, and then what's really important is going back and updating it, which is what we're doing now. If you look at Baytown 10 years ago, right, it's going right. to be completely different from today. So that's that's why you got to keep updating it and make sure it's relevant for your community and matches the values of your community. 20 years is a pretty standard horizon date to look at. But as Frankie said, that 20 years is not static. So you, you've got to keep going back in and look at it and see if this is a roadmap to the year 2040. By year 2030, are we still on the right route? Or is that something where we need to change directions a little bit? And like bit? you said, you always have looking at it. You have to pull it out to see what needs to be adjusted, what's happening, what's changing. Right. Because as you know, things change all the same. Right. So we have the comprehensive plan and we have the strategic plan. What's the difference between the two? So there's a couple key things, right? So first, the strategic plan is, is short term. It's it's a five-year plan versus the comprehensive plan, which, you know, we just talked about being 20 years. For the strategic plan, too, is it's, it's a good tool to focus resources and efforts on what's important to the community now. So the idea with the name strategic is be strategic with our resources. So it involves a lot of community engagement, just like the comprehensive plan. And with it, the advisory committee comes up with a five different prime directives, the most important things to the residents today. And it helps direct resources to meet those needs in the next five years. But the strategic plan is also like a component of the comprehensive plan. Remember that umbrella, it's still within it. The strategic plan is more action oriented than Mm -hmm. the comprehensive plan. So again, the comprehensive plan guides us with where it comes to policy and where it comes to future decisions. The strategic plan is more like, what are we going to do right now to affect some of the changes that we've already identified as goals, either right now or even ones that we've looked at in the past. Okay. So it's really for our officials and, you know, city management, that sort of thing, to keep us going in the right direction, to keep focus. And it's based on the public, you mentioned public engagement. So with that, how do you get involved with like the comprehensive plan? Yes. So there's like so many ways. So uh, we actually, this week we had our first town hall, which was a virtual event and the conference plan, we're talking about a lot of stuff. So it takes a while to to make this plan. So it's about a 15 month process. So we still got a year left. So we're going to have a lot more community workshops and just open events to, to get people to engage. Uh, but another great way to get involved with the comprehensive plan is going to be a program we're called Meeting in a Box. So Ooh, with, I'm excited about this. Ooh, it's so great. It's going to make it so easy for organizations and groups to raise their voice and be a part of this process. So it's really simple. All you have to do is to request a box and the box is going to have all the meeting materials you need. It's going to have instructions, everything like that. And then you'll take it to your, let's say, your church group or you take it to neighborhood association. your neighborhood association. Okay. That's perfect example or a nonprofit, whatever it is, you take it to them and you follow the instructions in in the packet, you raise your voice and you bring it back and then we incorporate in the plan. And it's as simple as that. So you don't have to worry about signing up for the meeting, remembering what day or what time the meeting's at, anything like that, because it's going to be built right into your normal routine. That's like super that. cool. How can we get hold of that? Where is that found? So you can find 
it on Baytown Engage. Where again? Who would have thought? <laughs> Where again? <laughs> Baytown Engage. I'm not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> of course you're not, Martin. Go ahead. <laughs> so on Baytown Engage, we're going to have, actually it's already up, you can complete the form and just tell us a little bit about you and we will get you the box as soon as we can after that and get you set up for your meeting. While you're also on Baytown Engage, you can find out what else is happening. That's where we post all of our news updates, our presentation slides, everything's up there. You can also get involved other ways on Baytown Engage, like we have a question and answer widget. We also have a map where you can pin an idea or any comments you have. Let's talk about the map for a second, because I was part of the virtual <laughs> town hall that you guys had this week, and it was super cool because y'all broke out into like breakout rooms and you let people map things, like throw out ideas for different topics. Can you tell everybody more a little bit about that? Yeah, so absolutely. So what we did for the town hall is we had those breakout rooms, like you're saying, and we had a technical moderator who just transcribed what the group was saying and put it right on the map. And like the little pins, they were like different pins, right? What were those topics? Right. So if you click on it, it tells you what it is. But the three different ones are areas for growth, where you think growth would be good, areas of stability, where you want to keep it the same, and areas that would be good for revitalization. So the things we're always talking about in Beijing, like, I want to see this here, I want this, or I really love what you're doing here, do more of that. Exactly. It's the perfect place to like share that information. Exactly. And all that information goes into like the comprehensive plan. And that's what we use to kind of create the document, right? Right. And I, I think okay. it's important to note that the strategic plan and the comprehensive plan are both very citizen input based. Mm -hmm. And so with the comprehensive plan, we as staff members can look at it and go, well, we, we're the professionals. We just know what's best for the town. But that's not how the process operates. The process is we want to know what the citizens think and feel and what what they are looking for in the future and rather than us just kind of going in and saying that's going there and this is going here but again that's part of how we get to those is we got to find a way to draw that information from people because if you just look at someone in a meeting room and say well what do you think it should say then it doesn't <laughs> you don't get good results that way so. right yeah Absolutely. we always say Baytonians are experts about Baytown so any way we can get them to open yes. up and feel comfortable yes, and sharing <laughs> thank you for, thank you for saying that thank you so what are you most excited about with this plan Oh, gosh. Okay, so excluding the outcome, right? And and Martin will tell you this, too. A comprehensive plan for a city planner is like holy grail. It is a very exciting thing to be able to work on just because it has such a lasting impact on the community. Disregarding that, I would say the engagement part is probably my favorite. Just meeting new people and learning what they have to say and just helping them raise their voice and take part of civic government is just, it's really exciting. People get excited about it, too. Like once they, once they understand that there's different ways for them to get involved like seeing them get excited and throwing out those ideas is really really cool oh yeah absolutely so something recently that stuck out with me we have an advisory committee for the comprehensive plan and we had an open call for applications from any resident in baytown in our general area and when i called them to say hey you were selected by city council to be on this advisory committee some of them were so excited <laughs> they like did a little scream on the phone they're like hey, you picked me. okay that's nice they're, that's they're nice. so excited that's, that's super cool i think one of the things i'm excited 
excited about is to see the document actually the the document has the potential to really guide what the city does i mean that's the the purpose of the document but for us as staff it only gets pulled out at certain times at least classically it is something that kind of sits on the shelf and gathers dust until you have to do uh, an amendment to your zoning map or something like that but really if it's done correctly the with the goals and the recommendations that are in the plan we can use that on a very regular basis and so that's i think there's a more of a trend in planning professionally to be using the plan on a weekly or daily basis than what we've done in the past so i'm excited to use the document moving forward um, not just when there's a rezone application but for all the stuff that we do as a as a department and as a city right yeah and that city part is really important too because again you know it's a unifying document if we're all on the same track throughout the department uh, and throughout the city it just it's that much better for baytown has a citizen always been able to have input or is this a new idea so it's always been a thing to have engagement but the evolution of the engagement right. has, has changed. I mean, three years ago, we didn't have Baytown Engage. Not even saying. a year ago, we didn't have Baytown Engage. <laughs> Hold on, Frankie. Yeah. Not even a year yeah. ago, we didn't have Baytown Engage. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so just with new technologies and just and using some techniques other than just the normal town halls or the workshop just opens it up more, such as like the meeting in the box or using the map on Baytown Engage, it just makes it that much more accessible to yeah. all of Baytown. Nice. I think when, when we talk about the engagement too though is the one real challenge and this again over the course of my career this has always been a challenge in every single process that I've been through like this where you get the same you know 20 people show up to every meeting Mm -hmm. or the same 10 people and that's the voice that you you want to avoid just having that voice in the plan itself so really when we talk about you know we want to have more and more people show up to all of these meetings that that's really what it comes down to you get a city of 90,000 people 85,000 people and we want to make sure that as many of those voices get heard as possible and we, we know if we had a meeting where we had 200 people show up we would not know what to do with that really that, you know that is extreme wait a minute i've had those meetings in other communities but that's that's a that's an outlier you know we we're used oh, yeah. to that saying okay it's a city of a hundred thousand people and we only had 15 people show up to the open house or the public meeting or a town hall or something like that. And that's the, I think that's one of the most frustrating things Mm. about this process is just getting that. And you hope that what you're getting is a good cross section of the community. So you're hearing all of those concerns and hopes and dreams and all that, but you just, there's no way to really tell. So someone comes back two years from now and say, well, I wasn't involved in that process. How come this says such and such? And why, why didn't I get heard? We did everything we could to get you involved and we always have to something fighting against us is that people don't even know what it is or that it even exists or how it affects them personally or as a property owner as a business owner or whatever it is so those are all very very tough things to overcome so we continually try to to get through that part of it that's true yeah some people might call it a compensation study so and i oh, call wow. it a, what did i call it a compre- what, did, what did i say <laughs> something along those something lines, along yes. those lines. <laughs> forgive me I'm that person. You know, and I mentioned this to Brian, too. This is a really exciting time to be 
a Baytonian because we have so much community planning going on. Mm. So it's a really good opportunity to get your voice heard over on Baytown Engage, maybe sign up for a meeting in a box, you know, and really get your group participating in it. <clears throat> and what's really cool. good about Baytown Engage is when you go on there, you see who will be contacting you. A question, you'll see, you're yeah. the contact, or mm-hmm. Sabrina can be the contact, or Martin. So you see who's working on the plans. A direct voice, a direct person, not just some lost in the universe type of thing. So it's really good. Yeah. Anything else you want to add and tell us about? Just that, I mean, we're going to continue to keep doing these. And even when we feel like we've gotten to a point where we where there's nothing more to add, we're going to keep trying to see what more we can get. This is the, again, I think Frankie mentioned, this is the biggest project we do as professional planners. And it is something that only comes around every few years. And just making the most of that. And again, as a department head, I look at it to say, okay, we've got these higher priority goals. So every year as we look at the budget, I, I will go back to the comp plan and say, we want to make sure that these high, higher priority goals are getting met. Then I have to start budgeting for that. I have to start looking at what tasks are we going to undertake to to get to those goals. So we would really like to see the other departments using it in that fashion too. And that so that's an education process. And because that, that's, I think, not something classically that a lot of communities enjoy. But we, we'll get there. That's something where we'll keep kind of dragging everybody by their hair along with us to, to get this stuff done. That covers so much right there. The conference plan, you know, is going to be here for, for a long time. So when you do get excited and you get engaged in the process, continue engaging in it. It's 15 months. Every public meeting, every time we meet, it's going to be something different. Right now, we're on the existing city phase. We're talking about, you know, our current issues and hopes and everything like that. But in the next phase, we're going to be talking about the future city. And that one's going to be really exciting. So I want everybody to be engaged throughout the process and not just go to the first town hall this week and then say, oh, nope, I'm done. Right. I, I'm, I said my piece. Now, keep doing it. <laughs> I want to say thank you for coming yeah. and explaining that because I had no idea what the comp plan was honestly <laughs> I've lived around and my now life. you do now I know I fully, feel fully educated thank you so much Martin and Frankie for coming in taking your time and sharing with us and giving us your knowledge thanks for having us no yes Appreciate thank you Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned. 